0: and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Thank you, Lord. What an amazing time uh, to worship God together and pray. We'll uh, get the chance to go through that, but we're gonna look at this psalm that has more of like a personal lament. Um, the tendency sometimes, especially for Filipinos, when we pray, uh, sometimes uh, we just don't know what to say, so we just say to the people that don't really like us that much. We always say, "Bala na kayo sa kanila, Lord." Uh, you Lord. And, and sometimes, out of frustration, um, uh, we think we, we, uh, we're we trying to be nice in our prayers, but apparently, that's how the psalmist would pray as well. Do not, uh, destroy not psalms. There are four of them uh, in the entire book of psalms. Um, and it's a lament about the destruction of the wicked and the preservation of the righteous. We see here the lament specifically of David. This must have been a story from 1 Samuel 22, 23, 24. When Samuel was running away from, from Saul and he would hide in the cave of Adolam, or in chapter 24, the cave of jedi uh, I got the chance to and the privilege to visit now uh, these areas where there are caves uh, near where you can pasture the the sheep and and in the side of the mountain there are uh, some some shady parts and those are some caves and one of the well-known caves that David had uh, take refuge in is this what we call the cave of Adolam. and this was the time when Apostle Paul uh, not Apostle Paul King Saul was trying to pursue him. To kill him and to stop him uh, because King Saul was jealous of him. He seemed to be the one appointed of God to be the king of Israel, and Saul doesn't want that to happen. And so he was pursuing and trying to kill him. And we all know what happened, and the Lord had given a chance to Saul, to David to actually kill King Saul, but he didn't do it. He just took a part of his, of his cloak. And one morning, stood up on the side of the mountain and says, Look, your guards are not really watching you. Look, I got a part of your clothes, and I could have uh, done what I, I should have done to you, but I didn't. Paul, uh, Saul, on his on his part, says, You are, you are more righteous than me. Um, in spite of your opportunity, you didn't kill me. And yet in these passage of his scripture, we've seen uh the, the the soundness expressing his heart. We're gonna go through that right now. Some of us uh probably are uh trusting in the Lord in all the situations and calamities. You know, there are some things that happens, uh, the things that happen in our lives because of our own uh mistake or because of our own uh uh, uh wrong decisions. But there are things that happen to our lives that, that's beyond our control. Calamities, for example. Pandemic, for example. This destruction would come at times in our lives without us inviting them. But what are you going to do when you are faced with calamities? These are good questions so we can ask to ourselves. But I want you to know that things like this are inevitable. We can't stop calamities from coming, but we can decide in our hearts of hearts to to continue to trust in the Lord no matter what. And there are three life realities I'd like to share with us that every person who trusts in God may go through. Some some calamities and destructions that are uninvited could come to our lives uh, through our paths, but what are we going to do about it? Here are life realities I'd like to share with us. Number one is our our crisis. When this destruction would start to come, our crisis, we see the psalmist in verse 4, My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amidst fiery beasts, the children of men. He was trying to use a metaphor of animals to children of men. And he's trying to say, Whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp as swords. They set, verse 6, they set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it. But nevertheless, they dug a pit in any anyway. In other words, there are deliberate actions from the enemies to try to stop us in fulfilling what God has called us to do. And so we go through uh, the, a phase called crisis. But what are we going to do when we face these kinds of crisis? When we are being uh, spoken negatively of some people, those who, have, who are misunderstanding us, those who hate us, those who hate our guts, what are you going to do? Well, the second uh, reality is Yes, there are crises, but we can cry out to God, our Christ. Look at how he did it in verse one, when he started it. He says, uh, he says, "Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me." <laughs> he, he needed the mercy of God so bad. He repeated it twice. I cry out to God most High, to God who fulfills His purpose for me. There's only one purpose for our lives set before us. And the author of this purpose is no other than God himself. So we come to him when we face calamities that seem to alter that purpose that God has for us. So we pause for a while and we look at the heavens and say, Oh God, there are things that are happening that's beyond our control. They seem to be stealing the purpose you have for me and my generation. Lord, step in, O God. Have mercy, O God. Please come in, O God. Which one is more important? Which one is going to prevail? Many are the plants in the hearts of men, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. And so we cry out to God. Verse 7, my heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody awake. My glory, awake, O harp and lyre, I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you amongst the nation. It is is not going to stop me. I will sing praises to you amongst the nation. By the way, you can do that right now. You can sing praises to the Lord amongst the nation. It can even go viral. But nevertheless, yes, there will be crisis, but there are opportunities to cry out to God. Those are signs that we can cry out to God. But yes, there are crises, there are cries, but I want you to know we have our confidence. I want to look at that right now in this passage, verse later part of verse 1, and it says, For in my soul takes refuge, in the shadow of your wings I will take refuge, Till the storms of destruction pass by. In other words, sometimes you give this the storms of destruction go through the entire nine yards and let it pass by, but we will continue to stay put and take refuge in the Lord. By the way, the, the word trusts in God to trust means to take refuge in the Lord, just as David took refuge in. In the cave of Adalam or in the cave of Angedi, we take refuge in the wings of our God in the midst of calamities. We continue to trust in God and not give up. For He has not given up on us. That's our confidence. Verse 2, to God who fulfills His purpose, He will send from heaven to save me. If it will take God to come from heaven to send his response to save us, he'll do it. He had done it during the life, the time of David. He had done it 2,000 years ago for you and I from heaven to earth. He sent his son for us to save us. How much more will he not send from heaven to save us today? Wherever you are and you're listening to this, I want you to know that the God of heaven is hearing the cries of your heart and he's willing to send from heaven what you've been crying out for. Verse 10, for your steadfast love, Selah, God will send out, verse uh, 3, he will put to shame him who tramples on me, Selah, God will send out his steadfast love, and his faithfulness. Sila is almost like he couldn't help but say that word. It's almost like hallelujah. And then suddenly he continued on. God will send out, send out his steadfast love and faithfulness. The word steadfast love and faithfulness is like mercy and truth in King James. And ESV steadfast love and, 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 and faithfulness speaks about God's covenant love for you and I. What gives us the confidence to go through crisis, we know that we know in our hearts of hearts that God has sent His steadfast love. We are in covenant relationship with God. He repeated it again in verse 10. He says, For your steadfast love is great to the heavens and your faithfulness to the clouds. Let me tell you this. When we're going through sufferings and calamities in life, We are not going to look, we are not going to turn inward to have self pity. When we face calamity and sufferings in life, we're not going to turn outward for revenge and look for someone to blame. When we face sufferings and and calamities in life, you know what we're going to do? We're going to look upwards and trust in God. Trust means to take refuge like going to a cave, in God. That's what we're going to do. Let this generation of men and women like you and I continue to take refuge in the arms of the Lord for He is our covenant God who keeps His promise and He's a God who can never lie. So he made a declaration twice, a refrain in the entire chapter. And he there was this refrain he repeated twice and he says, Be exalted, O God above the heavens, let your glory be over all the earth. You're in charge, God. I leave leave it to you, you're in charge of all the earth. But I like how he put it in verse 3. He will send from heaven and save me. He did it before. He did it to men of God like David. He did it before through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins. He can surely do it again. If you're listening to this and you've never received forgiveness of sins from heaven, today is the day and come to Christ this morning. As I end, I say this, and we're going to sing this song again, but I want to say this to us. No matter how much suffering we go through, no matter how much suffering we go through, our God who keeps us in His loving arms will save us from the calamities and destruction. May we continue to trust in the Lord even this morning. Let's sing this song again.
1: You are good, you are good You are faithful and true You are good, you are good You are true to your word, you are good, you are good There's nothing that I'm holding back from you. Always. you are good, Always. Thank
0: you, Lord. Let us pray this morning. Father, thank you for bringing us together once again, reminding us through the Psalms of David, especially here in chapter 50, 7 We're going to go through 58 again the next time around. But all about, Lord, you bringing destruction to the enemies and preserving the saints. Only because we're in covenant relationship with you and we can have that confidence. Lord, we, I pray for each and everyone listening to this uh, presentation this morning, to the, the word of God this morning. That you will continue to increase our capability to believe the promises of God. Even when at times we are surrounded with all the pressures from without. Pressures from the world. But let the faith and the trust and confidence from within. Lord supersedes that pressures coming from outside. May the trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ continue to prevail for God is a covenant-keeping God. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily for more messages like these follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning visit us on facebook.com/victoryph